Attention, all passengers. The traveling tourist is now boarding. Your safety is our top priority. In preparation for takeoff, please ensure your seatbelt is fastened. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome. I am your host, Debbie O'Brien, and I am the traveling tourist. I appreciate you joining me today for episode number 11. This was my first trip out of the country since pre-COVID times. The destination, Milia Punta Cana in the beautiful Dominican Republic. I had booked this vacation for my husband and I way back in June. The pricing was very competitive and the deposit for the flight with Air Canada was only $50 per person. So I felt that if we lost $100, we really weren't out that much. I do have to admit that we pondered back and forth during those months leading up to our trip as we needed to have our full payment in by the beginning of September and schools were due to go back about the same time. It took a lot of soul searching to make that decision to travel. There were just so many variables. We finally just bit the bullet and paid the balance. As mentioned in a previous episode, we did have other safety protocols in place if November proved not to be the best time to travel. About a week away from our trip, I began to allow myself to become excited that we were actually traveling. We were leaving the day before to stay in a hotel so we were not stressed out driving the 401 the morning of our flight if something were to happen. The day before, we had loaded up the vehicle, and by that I mean Bradford had lugged out all of our bags and suitcases and had them safely stored in our truck. We were sitting in the laneway and He actually had moved the gear shift into reverse and I'm like, wait a minute. And although I had checked everything inside earlier, I still needed to follow my own advice and do the passport check. I pulled out our passports, cash, paper e-tickets and vaccination records to confirm they were all in place. And then next I went to pull out my cell phone to verify QR codes and realized I didn't have my cell phone. I ran back in the house to look for where I'd left it, but without success. Bradford was leaving his phone at home, so when he went back in the house, he realized his wallet was still there, so it was already worth that two-minute check in so many ways. He grabbed his cell phone to call mine, and we could hear it ring, but still couldn't track it down. We checked the back of the truck, we listened inside bags, looked under seats, and even listened in my car beside it because I had briefly opened the door to grab my sunglasses. Then he finally realized it was ringing underneath the truck and he reached down to collect it for me. As I had already noted, Bradford had put the truck in reverse, but his foot was still on the brake. If he had have reversed it, he would have backed over my cell phone and we would have had to replace it. Not to mention we needed it for our trip. It has proven difficult to travel without a cell phone and that crisis was thankfully averted. The Travel Ready Hub on the Air Canada website makes it easy to know what to do before you travel so that you can be prepared. Canadians can enter Dominican as long as they have proof of being fully vaccinated with no testing required for entry and mixed vaccines are allowed. There are restrictions though, so you should check out the website if you're planning to travel to the Dominican. Before arriving at the airport, you need to ensure that you complete your online entry form. This will need to be completed before your bags can be checked. We experienced quite a wait here as not everyone had done this prior to arrival. Make sure you save the QR code to enter the Dominican for you and your traveling companion on your cell phone. 
I saved all my online forms, QR codes, and receipts for our trip in my notes, and I pinned them to the top so they were easily accessible when I needed them. When we arrived at the airport, printed out our boarding passes, and headed to the counter to check our baggage, it was here we required our vaccination QR codes and entry requirements for Dominican. Next, we went through customs and headed to our gate to wait for our flight. Do take note that random verification checks could be requested prior to entry on the plane. I felt fairly safe at the Toronto airport, and when we lined up to board the plane, I was happy to see that people were respectful of distancing. Our QR codes were checked again along with our passports and boarding passes, and once seated, we were apprehensive of who would sit in the third seat beside us. As luck would have it, no one came to claim the seat, and upon getting ready for takeoff, we were pleasantly surprised that the plane was only about two-thirds full. Masks were worn in the airport and on the plane, but we were allowed to take them off to eat or drink. We arrived in Punta Cana and were loaded into a bus that delivered us to the airport. As six other planes arrived at the same time, we had a longer wait here, which took us over an hour to get through. Officers were shipping people through just as fast as they could. And then after picking up our luggage, we went through a few more checks showing our passports and QR codes for entry before we made it to our bus. An Air Canada rep came on to advise us of a meeting that we needed to attend in the morning at the resort with the requirements for our return trip home. And then we arrived at our beautiful long-awaited resort which will be described in the next few podcasts and include an interview with the on-site manager of the Milia Punta Cana Resort. For our return to Canada, we were required to have a molecular PCR test completed within 72 hours of our departure flight, which was scheduled for a Saturday at 2.20 p.m. We had to book this test on our own that, um, via a code that we uploaded at the resort. Testing for our resort was done on-site at a cost of $90 American per person. I was slightly concerned about the timing as the testing was only available to be booked at three specific times in the morning, 9, 10, and 11 a.m. Our flight was in the afternoon, so Wednesday morning was too early, hence a test that day would not be valid, and it noted that it could take up to 48 hours to receive our results to our email, This meant that a Thursday morning test would provide the results on the day we were leaving. That didn't allow any time to follow up if we didn't receive them, as our bus was leaving at 11 o'clock that morning. I reserved an appointment for 9 a.m. on Thursday and was relieved to receive our negative results that very afternoon. Something else to be aware of is that they recommend a separate email address for each traveler to send the test results to. The night before we left, I opened up the ArriveCan app to fill it out along with the exit requirements for our e-tickets to leave Dominican Republic. Another important piece of advice is to ensure your cell phone is charged. My battery drains easily, so I always carry a couple chargers with me to ensure I have sufficient charge as I need it. You will need to show documents several times in both your departure and arrival airports. The next morning, we checked out and handed in a paper form at the station by the front lobby where our bags were being loaded to show that we were leaving with no charges owing on our room. Our bus arrived at the resort to transport us back to the Punta Cana airport. Once inside, we followed the crowd to the first line where we showed our QR codes for the e-ticket and vaccination before we checked our luggage. 
I noticed that many people were scrambling at this point to fill out the departure requirements. We next went through security, who checked our boarding pass, and then headed to immigration, where we had to remove belts and shoes while loading our personal effects onto a conveyor belt. We went through one last security check with our passports, pulled down our mask for two quick photos, and these lines all moved very quickly. And then we were through. I picked up some duty-free alcohol and went to find a spot for Brad to sit so I could go back shopping. When I returned, I lovingly rubbed my hand down Bradford's back, and when he looked up at me with surprise, I was horrified to see that it wasn't Brad. Oh my God, I apologized profusely and quickly escaped to see my husband waving at me with a huge smile pasted on his face, one aisle over. I can't even begin to explain how that happened. We lined up at gate six for our return flight and had to show our e-ticket QR code and passport as we went through this line. When it was our turn, a group of us were let outside as a stanchion was lifted. With me at the front, I followed a customs officer to a spot where he asked me to stand on while people behind me formed a line. We dropped our bags and a dog was brought out for a sniff test as we all remained in our spots. Upon completion, we were motioned to hop on the waiting bus to be escorted to our plane. We piled off the bus and headed across the tarmac to the waiting Air Canada plane and had to show our QR code for our boarding pass one last time. We took our seats and were again happy to discover that the plane was only about a third full this time. The great thing about Air Canada is the built-in TVs, so downloading an app is not required. I watched two movies and we were landing. Upon deplaning at the Toronto airport, a customs officer was stationed just inside the building checking all passports. We quickly arrived to the next lineup where machines were waiting for a declaration that included a passport and face photo. Then, with that paperwork in hand, we were off to the customs counter to show the arrive can QR code, our photo from the machine, and our passport with a customs officer attached a green dot to, and at the time, I didn't notice. She asked the most expensive item we purchased, of which I replied, booze. She didn't crack a smile, but she motioned us through the gate to collect our luggage, which was already coming through, and we followed the exit to hand in our paper photos receipt. There we could see the exit. A customs officer had a group stopped, and when someone in front of us tried to walk through at the side, they were quickly brought back to the line. There was a family of four in front of us, and the officer told them to go that way and show them the paperwork, pointing to the right, which was in the opposite direction of the exit. He didn't say anything to us or even look at us, so we followed the family down the hall. We soon realized we were headed towards a vaccination area where everyone was gowned up in green, including some holding needles. So I found another officer and on the sideline and told her that I thought we took the wrong line and asked her how we exit. She asked if we had green dots on our passport and when we were able to produce them, she lifted the stanchion to allow our escape. We only had one other slight hold up on our way home. We were dropped by the shuttle at our hotel to pick up our vehicle. Brad collected our luggage that the driver was handing off the bus as I went in to get a ticket to lift the gate so we could leave. I came out to watch our suitcases as Brad went to get his truck. He picked up his carry-on and as I was questioning why he was going to carry it, I realized that my carry-on was missing. 
I raced back into the hotel to state my concern and the attendant on duty quickly called the driver. The drivers had just switched, so by the time they contacted our driver, he was already in mid-route. He assured the hotel that he had my suitcase and would return it within 20 minutes. True to his word, the driver returned and handed out my carry-on before he let anyone off the shuttle, and he was rewarded with a handsome tip. Finally, we were on our way home, dreaming of our next adventure. There are a lot of checks and online forms to be completed in this new travel era, which does take a little longer, but it doesn't have to be difficult. Just follow the guidelines in place and you can enjoy your long-awaited, fantastic vacation like we did. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, if you wish to learn more about me, please feel free to check out and follow my Facebook page at Destinations with Debbie O'Brien. You can also find me on Instagram as Destinations with Debbie. I hope you are enjoying these short episodes and would be very grateful if you would follow, share, and even leave me a message. Until next time, lovely humans, smile and wave. Safe travels, everyone. We hope you've had a pleasant flight. Look forward to seeing you again soon.